Blog Talk Radio. Challenging, thought-provoking, insightful. This is God in Country, the collision of faith and politics. Hosted by nationally known speaker, Reverend Dr. Sean Michael Greener. Not your typical Rev. Dr. Sean is a proud military veteran, former law enforcement officer, and founder of the internationally regarded executive protection team. Through counseling, elite life coaching, and national speaking, this ninja pastor tells it like it is. This series is biblically and politically engaged with the pedal to the metal. With today's edition of God in Country, here is host and author of the acclaimed yet controversial book, Excellence Killed the Church, How Mediocrity is Destroying America. Dr. Sean Michael Greener. All right, all right, all right. Thank you, thank you, thank you for hanging with me. Thank you to all the people in chat for hanging with me. Uh, yeah, I appreciate that. Hey to Karen and uh, Dave. Uh, I miss you guys. I love you guys. And some great, great folks. Uh, some great folks over there. It's awesome. So I can't catch a tech break. I don't know what happened. Uh, but we are logged back in. We're good to go. Remember last week, uh, Skype had a nationwide outage and for like four or five seconds before the show started. Anyway, so here's where I was. This is the radio show for Monday, November 16th. It is uh, full on. I, I just I, you may hear an explosion. My head may explode. Uh, I am not fooling around. This one is no holds barred and we're not playing around. Uh, you'll see why in here in a few minutes. Uh, just real quick, a uh, few quick announcements, very serious thing. For those of you who uh, – <laughs> Steve in chat says, I think I can recite the intro now. I'm sorry to have to do that to you over and over and over. That's a bummer. Um, anyhow, uh, but I appreciate you staying with me. So I've permanently severed my agreement with the Minority Report blog, and I won't be writing for them or the Impeach Nancy Pelosi uh, Facebook site. I won't be writing for them. You can, however, read my posts on my own website, theninjapastor.com, theninjapastor.com. And so um, I really appreciate uh, you going over there. We're going to be trying to build that up, and I'm learning how to do that. Uh, my deployed friend will be turning 43 this December 19th. Uh, he and his, by the way, he's responsible for the God and Country radio page. Uh, he and his sweet wife have asked to do something very special for his birthday, but it's for, for, somebody else uh, or very important people to all of us should be important. Um, and so I'm going to read this to you. I'm going to leave out their names because I don't want to put them uh, over the air because he's deployed. But the number 26, 26 represents approximately 10% of the homeless veterans existing in Newcastle County, Delaware today. 10%. It means there's 266 homeless veterans in Newcastle County today. Uh, that That's sickening. That's disgusting. On December 19th, so-and-so will celebrate his 43rd birthday while being deployed overseas. On this same day, Troubadour Ministries will be hosting 26 homeless veterans for a dinner and concert. The goal is to give each veteran a gift card that they can use to purchase Christmas gifts or personal items. This year, we would like to give each veteran a Christmas gift bag with essentials. We need 26 Christmas bags with deodorant, two-in-one shower and shampoo, Toothpaste, toothbrush, alcohol-free mouthwash, hat, scarf, gloves. 
so-and-so, and I would be greatly honored if you would consider sponsoring a bag in his name uh, for each of the homeless veterans. But if you say um, buddy of the Ninja Pastor, they'll know who it is, and I'll I'll make contact with Ray Siemens of the Troubadour Ministries, so he'll know exactly where they're coming from. Uh, donations are tax-deductible and can be made at Troubadour Ministry. Dot org or mailing to P.O. Box 13201, Wilmington, Delaware, 19850. And uh, just put in your note, uh, Vet Christmas, or you can contact Ray Siemens directly at 302-290-6573. Got it? 302-290-6573. And if you'd like to attend the event, um, it is a minimum contribution, would be appreciated to cover the cost of a veteran's meal along with your meal, and seating is limited, so you want to do this. This is something you want to do. People always talk about, man, I want to do something. I want to help the folks out. I want to help the I'm – pro, uh, I'm pro-veteran. I'm all this stuff. And so, uh, by the way, thank you guys for, for being uh, persistent here. Um, I'm, I don't know. We do a test run. We do everything every week, and it just seems to screw up every week. And I don't know if I, uh, I don't know if I, if I'm doing something wrong or what. But you know, they do tell me all the time that they're having problems. So, anyway, what are you going to do? Anyway, uh, back to France. I never really was in France. Uh, so when I say back to France, I mean let's go to France. Not literally. We don't want to go there. In fact, the American military uh, has advised all military members no traveling to France. As far as, but back to France as far as what does this really mean? What what just happened this weekend? What does this mean? By the way, I want you to think about this. All of the Israel bashing going around among the left, France's experience over the weekend, uh, and I, I want you to understand, I want you to understand, and, and I mean no offense to the French people, um, they invited this, just like we're inviting this on our shores. I'll talk more about this. But the French people invited as many Muslims as would come. I, I don't know why. I, I, I don't understand it. They wanted to be, you know, I don't know what they wanted to be. Stupid, I guess, uh, because it is stupid. It's really stupid. It's it's. Why in the world would you do this? Why would you invite all these people there? Uh, it doesn't make any sense to me, but, uh, you know, hey, uh, who am I, really? Nobody. Uh, the Israeli people, though, think about the, in Israel, the Israeli people have had to deal with jihad and intifada for decades. They're innocent people get shot, stabbed, blown up all the time. Who does that? Muslims. And suddenly we're turning our Facebook, and, and by the way, any of you that have done that, you put your face, they sublimate a uh, French flag over your face on your profile pic. Look, I'm not against that. I'm not doing it because... I just I realize, and you'll see why more in the process of this show. Um, they they invited this upon themselves. We're doing the same thing, and I you know I differ from some people. I think that they would support us. Uh, they were very very friendly to us uh, after nine eleven. The problem is they denied us airspace, uh, refueling over France uh, during certain parts of the air war, and uh, that's a problem. I have a problem with that. Um, but folks are turning their Facebook profile pics into sublimated French flags, and I, I just I, I can't do that. I just can't bring myself to do it. We're inviting the same thing here to America, but it's it's the same, but it's far worse. So what do the events in France mean 
for us. By the way, welcome all over the world. I want to welcome two of my listeners. Um, they send me messages and all that stuff. Uh, okay, uh, if you're listening, it, it will be it will replay. If you're logging back in, it'll start you over at the beginning, I think. So hang with me. It'll just be a few minutes behind, a minute and fifty one seconds behind. So don't um, don't fret. Don't trip, you know. Uh, anyhow, all that said to say this, um, what do the events in France mean for us? It means we haven't seen anything yet. It means it's, it's, we haven't seen anything yet. Jihad is already here, and we're going to see it play out soon. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I've talked about this. I've talked about it. This won't be the first you've heard it, but I think you probably uh, you probably will be um, surprised by some of the stuff I'll say, and 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 that's okay. That's what kind of show this is: is we we say what we what we believe, and we just don't uh, we don't pull any punches here. We're listen. We're totally unprepared for what's coming upon this nation. Why? Why are we so unprepared? Because in this nation, we're totally focused on the butthurt, frivolous, imagined, not, my, by the way, my daughter gave me that term, butthurt. Everybody's running around butthurt. Uh, I like it. Uh, frivolous, imagined, nonsensical things like Black Lives Matter. Now, I'm going to talk to you in a minute about Black Lives Matter. Look, that's not a benign group. Not only are they calling for the death of cops, the murder of cops, and and you know the Democrat Party is is uh, aligning themselves with them, supporting them. Many Democrats and leftists are giving Black Lives Matter money. That's a big deal because if you look at what happened in the University of Missouri, listen, that guy behind all that, that air quote student behind all that, he's a super rich Muslim, Nation of Islam, and his dad is his dad last year made nine million dollars. So he's not poor, he's not disenfranchised, and he's tied in with Islam. But these Black Lives Matter, climate change, you know, uh, what is it, uh, hashtag climate change, hashtag war on women, hashtag Caitlin, hashtag red cups, along with the other current mind-numbing politically correct distractions, an enemy has been allowed, in fact invited, to thrive and rise up against us. We have allowed our president and the left and some on the right we've allowed them we've allowed them to invite upon us the worst of the worst. That's reality. Folks, that's reality. We've invited it. How did we invite it? You say, I didn't invite anything. I didn't invite anything. I I didn't do anything. That's my point. You get that, right? That's my point. We didn't do anything. That's the tragedy of it, folks.
we didn't do anything. There are many, many on the left who they said, look, this is going to be fine. These are refugees. I, I don't want to talk about it right now. I don't want to, I'll get mad. I'll get mad. I got to wait. I got to wait till I get leaning into it a little bit because I just get mad and I might start yelling and blow out my voice early on. Look, we've allowed them to thrive. We've allowed them to – we've empowered our enemy. Our, our president of the United States of America, Barack Hussein Obama, I'll tell you, is an enemy, is an enemy of freedom and liberty. He's an enemy of this country. Some are afraid to say the word impeachment. I'm not. Uh, I will tell you, I believe also, not only should he be impeached, not only should he be impeached, but he should be investigated, prosecuted, and then severely, and you know what I mean by severely, punished. And every single person in his administration that didn't fight this. The enemy is about to unleash an evil storm that America, suffering from all these delusions of grandeur, believe could only happen on foreign soil. Folks, tough times. Tough times are ahead. You say that, well, we want to be Christian. We want to be Christian. It's funny, the left doesn't want God in any discourse at all until until the Bible or some, some inane, uh, allegedly Christian um, ideal that they pull out of the air Somehow or another, they, they, if it supports what they say, it's called proof texting, supports what they want to say, what they want to do, then suddenly they're Bible people. It's flat-out evil. So let me ask you this. Who were these jihadi murderers? Who were they? Who are they? Who are we talking about here? Look, you guys know I have an agreement with Pamela Gellar. Uh, Geller. Um, we... Uh, I like her stuff. I think she's she's top-notch. She's a top-notch human being. I've met her. I've spent a little bit of time with her, but as soon as I met her, I said, look, I want to help you do whatever, you, whatever however I can, I want to help you do what you do because you're you're doing it right. And I'll tell you what, you got cojones. This, you got, you're, you're one tough chick. And I worry about her, actually. Having been in the protection business, I worry about people. She uh, She's awesome. So the Paris suicide bombers, according to Pamela Geller, uh, the Truth About Islam, and, and many other areas, and, including Greece, they were rescued. The Paris suicide bombers were rescued off a sinking migrant boat. Now, I need you to understand this. All of you, when you look at the pictures, tell me how many uh, women and children, refugees, do you see? How many do you see? How many? None. The answer is none. You don't see any. Uh, the ones that you know you are going to see a couple, and but the ones that you are going to see uh, are are there as props. They're simply there as props. And you say, man, no way. Come on. Trust me, folks. Trust me on this. They're there as props. Lieutenant Colonel Ralph Peters. You know he he's never worried about uh, what people think of him. He said it uh, this weekend all over the news. Uh, that look, folks, this is this is the real deal. They're using children. They look in, in Israel. They use it on the West Bank. They use children as human shields. 
They find kids that are already dead, some of which they blew up themselves, and they prop them, and they say, oh, my poor child, you killed my poor child. Death to America, death to Israel. You evil, mean, terrible people. They're liars. Look, these folks were rescued. These suicide bombers, or homicide bombers, I prefer to call them, they were rescued off a sinker migrant boat. They were rescued, and what's their response? Their response is to kill their saviors in the cause of Allah. That, my friends, is jihad. That's jihad. That's Islamic jihad. That's what they do. And you need to take it into your body and your mind and your soul. You need to get a grip, folks. And let go of all this stupid crap, Caitlyn Jenner, woman of the year, and all this other bull, and all the other, as my daughter would say, butt-hurt people that are running around whining and crying because of somebody said something to hurt their feelings. Safe speech zone. Colleges, you know, uh, all across America are, 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 oh my gosh, wimps all over the place. Wimps all over the place. Thank you so much to so many of you who have just been able to log in. Thanks for sticking with it. I appreciate it. I see it popping up here. It's awesome. Look, man, I, I'm I'm just going to tell you the cold, hard truth. Barack Hussein Obama should be brought up on charges if he moves forward and brings these murderers here. He's bringing them here. It's too late. Too late. They're here, and there's more coming. Look, if Europe wants to destroy itself, that's their business, but not here. Listen, we've got to take action. We've got to get serious. We've got to get serious now. Two of the jihadis, this this is breaking, two of the jihadis sneaked into Europe via Greece by posing as refugees and being rescued off this sinking migrant boat. Survivors say one of the attackers was a woman. Ahmed Alumahed, uh, 25, believed to have been in the terror squad at the Bataclan concert hall before blowing himself up. French police revealed his Syrian passport was found on a bomber's body who registered as a refugee in, France, uh, in Greece. Now, let me, let, me just, let me stop there for a second uh, and say uh, there's a guy who, he's a great writer, he's a smart guy, he's an okay writer. Uh, he writes good books, but he's young, um, and, and, and he, he is, you know, l- let me just, let me, it's tied to him, let me give, you, let, give, give some folks some advice. If you're on social media or whatever, Folks, if you're conservative and a conservative posts something, as much stuff as I post, something is bound to have some inaccuracy or incorrect. So I posted the thing about Japan and they don't allow Muslims and Muslims can't buy land and all this stuff. It was from another huge website. And so, you know, I'll just tell you the truth. I don't have time. Some of that stuff I have to take at face value if it comes from a solid thing. Not very often, but this was one. And he says, no, that's not true. I know people in Greece or Japan. Uh, Japan's own constitution does not allow that, blah, blah, blah. I don't know how true it is or isn't. I just know uh, that I have Japanese friends who have no experience with Muslims. They have, I mean, they live in Japan. They have no experience with Muslims at all. They haven't ever seen one. Uh, this is the reality of what they tell me. So I thought, well, it's got to have some truth to it been a long time since I've been in the business, so, you know, I don't know that for sure. So this guy comes on, and he gets real ignorant, 
to one of my guests on my page, a dear, dear lady, super patriot. She's the mom of a of a of a great soldier, special forces soldier, doing great things all around the world. This kid's done nothing. He's done nothing but write books and pretend, and he wants to get ignorant with people. Folks, if you're a conservative and somebody has something wrong, this is the moral of the story here. Tell them politely and nicely and humbly. Don't be all snide and and ignorant with them and talking a bunch of smack. Because I'm going to tell you right now, I'm to the point now, I'm going to start thumping some folks. You get what I'm saying? I'm going to start thumping some folks. I'm tired of being nice to people. Uh, it, it, it's going to come where, look, if you don't learn by words, you're going to learn by pain. And it's going to be pain you never forget. That's just the reality. I'm sorry to have to be that way, but people are going to be ignorant. They're going to pay. We don't have time for it. We're in the war for our lives, and we don't have time for it. Monday morning quarterbacks, they're always right after the fact. They never take a, a true stand. I, I don't have any patience for it anymore. Done with it. Suffice it to say, there's a, a meme going around now that, uh, look, they're probably not actually Syrian passports. They're found on the bomber's body. Uh, he was registered as a refugee. Um you know, they're saying, look, don't fall for that. It's probably not true. It's, you know, they're just trying to trap us, some government thing. I'll talk more about that in a minute. But look, folks, uh, whether it was a Syrian, an actual Syrian passport, uh, whether he was actually a refugee, look, I can't, I don't know for a fact. I trust the information. Ferry tickets from October 3rd revealed that this person by this name on this passport matching this picture traveled to Europe with Mohammed al muhad who may be a relation, authorities believe, to at least two of the terror cells that traveled from Syria through Turkey and into Greece uh, since summer. Homegrown terrorist Omar Ismail Mostafe, 29, identified as a gig, uh, uh, gig bomber, I don't know what the heck that is, by a fingerprint uh, from a severed finger. They found a finger and they, they checked the fingerprint and boom. Seven terrorists killed themselves using suicide belts while another was shot dead by police at the Bataclan. Now, have you heard this? Seven. They keep saying there's four on the main news, but it's seven. And, and that's the thing you need to understand, that this is a moving target. There's a whole lot of crazy crap going on. Okay? So some stuff's going to come out, and it's going to be different than the original thing. And if a conservative, I'm just trying to make this point clear because I'm worn out on it. My patience is gone. It's over. It's not thin. It's gone. So if there's a detail that comes out that's different, and you come out afterwards all like, "Ooh, I'm the man." See, you did you posted wrong. How can the left? This person actually said this, uh, not on this particular occasion, but in another occasion. Why would the left ever trust us or pay attention to anything we have to say when we're as bad as them with bad information? We're we're nowhere close to as bad as them, and that's why we're supposed to stick together. The left, you don't hear the left, some pasty white punk in his parents' basement, typing out a keyboard commando, talking about, you know, well, the left, the left, you know, they're never going to trust us. The left's never going to trust us anyway. Stop trying to appease them and be validated by the left. Doesn't make a, 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 a hill of beans difference. And stop tearing down each other. It's dumb. It's stupid. So when some information comes out that's different or somebody gets something wrong, do it right. Be kind to them. Be respectful. So Paris attacks right now, uh, 129 dead, 349 injured, 96 of which are in critical condition. I understand three more died today. 30 of the dead haven't even been identified because they're so damaged. 
They've got pictures uh, over uh, on Pamela Geller's uh, website, PamelaGeller.com, of these people. They've got a face of one of the people that's sneaked into the country, sneaked into France by posing as a refugee. Posing as a refugee after being rescued by this migrant boat. A woman and three brothers may have been part of an eight-strong ISIS kamikaze terror squad. You need to understand this, too, by the way. You need to get this into your head. Look, they, they're not moved by your, uh, whoa, this is so terrible. I can't believe, you know, we just need to talk to them. We just need to open a dialogue. No, we don't. The dialogue needs to be a report of a 308, a 338, a 50 cal, a uh, 223, uh, you know, a 556, uh, a 40 caliber, 45, whatever. I don't give a crap what it's from. The thing they need to hear, the discussion they need to hear is bark, bark, bark at the barrel of a gun. That's what they need to hear. Any of this other talk crap that people are talking about, don't waste your time with it. Tell them to shut up and move on. They're dumb. But I'm going to tell you something else that's very, very important. You need to understand this. Clear as a bell. I don't know how to say it any clearer. I've said it for two years now. I've been on the radio. I'm very thankful for my audience. I really am. But I've been saying this for two years now. The bombers on 9-11 were regular neighbor people. So when I have people say to me, look, you know, I have Muslim neighbors, and they're very nice. We've done uh, grilled out, and we've done this, and we've done that, and there's Muslims at my work. They're very nice. I don't care. I don't trust a single one. I don't. And I'm not sorry. Does that make me sound ignorant? I don't know. I don't think I'm terribly ignorant. I just have some experience with this firsthand. Now, let me also say, and, and I, you know, just not for nothing, but Sikhs, S-I-K-H, are not Muslims. When they wear the head wrap, they're not Muslims. They hate Muslims. Leave them be. Stop messing with them. Don't, don't mess with them. They're not, they're not the bad guys. They hate Muslims more than you do. You know, uh, this Al-Muhammad uh, arrived, the, the newspaper Blick, uh, says that al-Muhammad arrived in Europe on the Greek island of Leros on October 3rd on his way to Paris. Now, people have said, oh, this person can't be them. It can't be them. No way. Oh, man. There's no way. They're nice. We had cookouts. Muslims don't do this. Muslims don't do that. And we drank beers. My good beers, too. Oh. oh, this isn't right. Why do we, well, we can't be mean to people. Not all Muslims are bad. It's a very small percentage of the religion of pieces. Stop with all that. Because every single one that's been interviewed, every single one that has been interviewed. Every neighbor, every coworker has said, "Wow, I can't believe it's them because they were so nice." 
Can't be them. It just can't be them. Deal with it. They lie to further the jihad. They'll pretend for 10 years. Then they get the call. Boom. Time to go. French police are hunting the 26-year-old Salah Abdeslam from Brussels. He's accused of renting a Volkswagen Polo used by the suicide bombers who killed 89 people at Bataclan. Greek website Prototema have published ferry tickets showing the name of the second man, Mohammed Al-Muhammad. It's a wolf dressed in grandma's clothes. Thank you, Steve. French police are hunting this guy because they know that he did it. His brother Ibrahim is believed to have blown himself up during the Paris siege, and a third sibling, Mohammed, has been arrested in the Belgian capital. Folks, do you understand this? Do you get that these are people that posed as poor immigrants from war-torn Syria? Do you also get that we have a poor uh, southern border? Do you also get that they have said repeatedly, ISIS and al-Qaeda and all the others, the jihadis, have said, we will come in. We will get in, told the Washington Post another of the shooters was Bilal Hadfi, who was from Belgium and spent time fighting with ISIS in Syria, who also died after detonating his suicide vest during a murderous rampage. You get that, right? You you get this. He doesn't care. Well, all your words you say you want to talk to him. You say you want to you want to uh you want to you want him somehow or another to be he or the, hey, look, don't look at the women now and say you see the video of the of the woman who comes up to the guard in, in Israel and and uh she's talking to him just normal normal exchange. He's looking at his phone cuz he's not taking her seriously. What she do? He looks down. He's distracted. What happens? She pulls a knife out of her little uh, hijab and tries to stab him. It's a giant knife. Tries to stab him. Just because they're a woman, don't think for a for a second, for a second, that because they're a woman, that they're not going to kill you. They don't care about your feelings. They don't care about your butt-hurt children you've raised to be soft. They don't care about it. That's right, Steve. Situational awareness, 24-7, 365. We're going to talk more about that today. You need to understand. You need to understand this. This is very, very important. 
your predisposition to giving everybody a chance, to giving everybody a second chance, look, that's going to get you killed. Your predisposition, your predilection to take everybody at face value until they show you otherwise. You know when they show you otherwise? When they blow you up. 10% of the population in France, Muslim. And now what? They're all over the place. And if you think this was something, you don't even know. Their holy book, my buddy Jerry from Pennsylvania, great, great, best bud Jerry, he he uh, he says their holy book commands them to kill infidels. That is their command. That's what they live for. You need to understand this whole, uh, you know, moderate Muslim. No. Reject that. Invest some time. Read their Quran. Read Umdad al-Salik, which is which is the reliance of the traveler. You can download all of that for free down on the Internet. This is what they do. This is what they are. You say, how could an entire people? You see, we've been so conditioned in our entire life to believe that a whole people can't be like that. It, it can't be. Evil doesn't discern between man and woman, as my good friend says. They don't care. It's genderless. It's colorless. Except that they're evil. Look, I don't I don't ask the rattlesnake, why would you bite me? I don't ask the lion, why are you going to eat me? I just trust that they will because everything they've done shows me that they're going to. One of the attackers has been named uh, locally as homegrown terrorist Omar Ismail Mostafé from Cucuron, France. He's 29 years old. The petty criminal was known to police as a radical and identified by the fingerprint on a severed digit found after he detonated his suicide belt. They're investigating claims now that he went to Syria last year and may have spent time training. Look, in this country, we actually had this conversation. We actually had this conversation in this country. Well, if what do we do if they go overseas and they want fight for ISIS and then they have a change of heart? What do we do if they want to come back? What should we do? Should we welcome them back in? What in the world are you saying? What are you saying? It doesn't make a bit of sense. It makes no sense to me at all. When, as my buddy Jerry from PA uh, so eloquently puts, according to the Quran, their own holy book, their guide for their faith, the only way they're guaranteed to get to heaven, the only way is if they kill. So much the better if they die. Otherwise, there's no way they can know that they're going to. The only way you know you're going to heaven if you're, if you're a, a Muslim is if you kill in the name of Islam. That's the only way you know you're going to heaven. The Eagles of Death Metal gig. It's a, I don't know, it's some big thing. I don't know. Police shot, by the way, shot one of the one of the uh, the punks before they could detonate their bomb. Death Metal gig. Apparently they're pretty conservative guys. 
There's a bunch of other stuff happened there. You need to get, you need to get this. This is so important. You need to get this. You need to reject. You need to today. You. Oh, this band uh, plays mainly bluegrass, I'm told. Wow. I don't know how you, I don't know how you kill bluegrass people. They're the happiest people on the planet. I don't know how that happens. You know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't spend a lot of time trying to figure out how does this happen. Why do these people want to kill us? You're going to hear from talking heads all the time. Well, we need to figure out why. We know why are they doing this, folks? It's a, it's thousands of years. They've been like this for thousands of years. Everywhere they've gone, they've turned to dust in dire circumstances. There's never been a place in history that you can hold up, you can show me, and you can say, wow, it's beautiful. Look what they've done. Look at that beautiful hospital they built. Look at that beautiful art they did. Uh, on my Facebook, facebook.com, Sean Michael Greener, I guess, and God and Country Radio, you're going to see uh, a video. I've posted it many times before. People say, oh, man, this is terrible. I don't want to see this. These religious squads with their guns and their faces cover go all around. These religious police, they go all around the uh, wherever they are. They don't care where they are. They go wherever they are, and they find this woman, full jihad, full uh, hijab, or burqa, people like to say, full burqa. But she has the nerve, because it's cold out, to wear a red, red's forbidden. I guess that particular day it's forbidden. Look, let me see here. Other tech things. People say they're, they're trying to listen back in. I'll tell you, man, how frustrating, right? I get frustrated, too, and people are telling me they're getting bounced out, coming back in, bounced out, coming back, and they can't help it. Uh, one thing I know is if your phone shuts off, by the way, this is, this is a, uh, a problem. If your phone has a sleep function on it and it goes into sleep mode while you're listening live, it will drop you. <coughs> it will, if you're listening on your smartphone and, and it goes, your phone eventually goes dark at a certain point and there's different settings and, if, and it will, it will drop you. But I know that's frustrating. Sometimes if you try to do too many things on your smartphone while you're listening to the show, sometimes it'll drop you. If you're short on memory or low on memory on your phone, it'll drop you. One of the things that um, I need, I just need to help you understand. Is this you need you need to understand that no matter what, no matter what, if if you if you get nothing else, I say, I, I just so encourage you to hear this.
Folks, when I say they're coming for us, when I say they're here, when I say you can never, ever, 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 never, ever trust, You need, to, you need to understand that, look, I'm not trying to be ignorant here. I'm not trying to shut down an entire people. But this is the religion of death. They are the religion of death. Not the religion of disgruntled. They are the religion of death. And there's nothing anybody is going to tell me that's going to change this. You need to get that. Nobody's going to change them. Decades haven't changed them. They're not going to change. You say, look, that's over in France. It doesn't affect me. That's over in France. What do I care? What do I care? That's not here. My government would never do that. They would never do it. They're already doing it. They are already doing it. Now, when I say your government, I'm talking about Barack Hussein Obama. I'm talking about his entire cabinet. You say they can't all be in on it, but they are. And they're sending them here. My great friend, Andrea Shea King, patriot and great radio host. She is absolutely one of the best people. Just, she's, she is top-notch. Top-notch human being, top-notch. She's a fighter. She's a truth teller. She's a patriot. Uh, she's been on the show before. She has her own radio show. It's uh, her her radio show. Uh, if you go to Blog Talk Radio and and type in Andrea Shea King, you listen. You listen to her show. You think I go off? She's a true professional. She's a real radio person. I'm not a real look. I'm just some putz that's here doing this. I'm not a real radio person. You're like, mm, we can tell. It just came out now, uh, November 16th. Governor Scott Walker released the following statement today regarding his concerns for the federal Syrian refugee resettlement program. In light of these horrific and traffic, uh, tragic events, our first priority must be to protect our citizens. Along with governors across the country, I have deep concerns about the Obama administration's plan to accept 10,000 or more Syrian refugees, especially given that one of the Paris, which now we know is is more than one, Paris attackers was reportedly a Syrian refugee in consultation with our adjutant general, who also serves as my homeland security advisor. It is clear that the influx of Syrian refugees poses a threat. With this in mind, I'm calling upon the president to immediately suspend the program pending a full review of its security and acceptance procedures. You know what the procedures are right now? Hey, Habib, uh, listen, got to ask you a question. 
Are you a terrorist? No, terrorist. No, not terrorist. No, I want to be American. American. That's what I want to be. French fry. Uh, cheese steak. Uh, 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 cheese. I want cheese. Yes, America, America. With this in mind, I'm calling upon the president to immediately suspend the program pending a full review. But that's that's the security and acceptance procedures we have. He goes on to say, the state of Wisconsin will not accept new Syrian refugees. I'm stoked about that. Scott Walker's a good guy. Mike Pence. Uh, he stops refugee resettlement in Indiana. He's done. So now we're going to have to fight the federal government. You understand that, right? You get that, right? 6.30, uh, after my show, at 6.30, Elizabeth Letchworth is going to do a show also on Block Talk Radio. Uh, Congress weighs in on refugees after Paris, ISIS attacks, Obamacare, repeal news tonight. 6.30, Eastern Standard Time. Uh, you put in Elizabeth Letchworth, and, and she'll pop up. She's awesome. Her and Andrea Shaking are very good friends, and they do phenomenal work. Phenomenal, phenomenal work. So Andrea Shaking sends me this list uh, per a confidential government source, and trust me, she got some serious government sources. This chick is connected. I thought I was connected. People think I'm connected. No, no, no. She's connected. So she sent me this. Most of the, by the way, most of the Muslims in the United States, especially prisons or places like Indonesia, couldn't read Arabic. Unfortunately, clerics worldwide are becoming more radicalized, preaching from the latter Muhammad surahs written during his last 10 years of his life in his jihad period. And according to Islam tradition, later surahs nullify or abrogate earlier surahs. Surah 9 was the last one written, and it commands killing infidels wherever they may be found. Most people just don't understand Islam or think it's peaceful, even many Muslims. The sheep are asleep. Thank you, Jerry from Pennsylvania. That's reality, folks. Look, I don't want to bust your bubble. Look, I know you'd rather you'd rather feel comfortable. You'd rather feel safe and secure. By the way, thank you to so many of you who have shared uh the the links and all that. This is from Andrea Shea King, possible terrorist targets within the United States. This is per a, a um a very confidential government source, Washington, D.C., New York City, New York, Newark, New Jersey, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Toledo, Ohio, Indianapolis, Indiana, Chicago, Illinois, Charlotte, North Carolina, Miami, Florida, Tampa, Florida, Atlanta, Georgia, Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas, Midland, Texas, Amarillo, Texas, Houston, Texas, Phoenix, and Tucson, Arizona, San Diego, Sacramento, Los Angeles, California, Portland, Oregon, Seattle, Washington, Boners Ferry, Idaho. Boners Ferry, Boners. The people from Idaho tell me it's Boner, but uh, whatever. Uh, Boners Ferry, Idaho, Las Vegas, Nevada, Reno, Nevada, and Arlington, Virginia. 
all United States military bases within the United States and abroad. Surrounding areas of the cities listed above are potential targets as well. No small town or small city is exempt. This list is for informational purposes for the American people. As ISIS has stated in the past, nowhere is safe from their violence. It is recommended that all Americans keep a close eye out for suspicious activities at all times. Limit your movements in public places with high concentrations of people. Folks, what's coming up? Thanksgiving and Christmas. How much, how much of a great target would we be on Christmas? Thank you, Craig. It is a great constitutional showdown on the Resettlement Act of 1980 that allows the president to import peoples due to instability, asylum, etc. We can, we can handle that through uh, many different ways. There are, there are several different ways that we can deal with that all constitutionally uh, where that can all be overridden, suspended for a time. But look out for suspicious activities. Limit your movements in public places, high concentrates of people. Keep a two-week supply of food and water in your home at all times. Look, a lot of those people in France surrounding the Bataclan could not get back to their homes until after the next day. This advisory, this confidential government uh, person source says it's highly suggested that you arm yourself. By the way, this is from my dear friend Andrea Shaking. You arm yourself and your family. Be sure to have proper training for whatever firearm you choose to purchase your own. Have no less than 500 rounds per weapon on hand at any given time. And you better not count on the Obama administration to give you correct information on any incident. The administration has consistently lied on every single Issue. The Obama administration is no longer considered reliable to tell the truth or to protect the American people. I'm going to add this. Uh, she added this late-breaking. Add New Hampshire. Governor Hassan, uh, federal government should halt acceptance of Syrian refugees until screening is stronger. And she is married to a Muslim. New Hampshire governor, married to a Muslim. She says, uh-uh, we should halt all Syrian refugees. I, I don't think they need to be here at all. Not even a little bit. What do we need with them? We're we're gonna we're gonna work so hard to bring them in, and yet we let the Yazidi Christians die. Thousands of them. We allowed them to be massacred. While the president told you, "Oh, we've helped them out. They're fine. They're good. They don't need any help anymore. We're good." Governors in more than a dozen states have spoken out against the Obama administration allowing additional Syrian refugees to be resettled in their states at this time. They are Alabama, Arizona, Arkansas, Florida, Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Michigan, Mississippi, North Carolina, Ohio, and Texas. Several state governors announcing on Monday that they will not accept Syrian refugees following the attacks in Paris, citing concerns for security. The governors of North Carolina, Arizona, Florida, Ohio, Mississippi, Louisiana, Illinois, Indiana, Massachusetts, Texas, and Arkansas announced measures on Monday to stop or oppose any additional Syrian refugees from resettling in their states. Alabama and Michigan made similar announcements on Sunday. The terrorist attacks in Paris have brought renewed attention to the U.S. refugee program, specifically the threat that ISIS could exploit the process. Could exploit the process. They are. They do. They will. They told us they will. You know how you make 
this supposed peaceful Muslim majority speak up? You know how you do that? Would you like to know? You make it hurt for them. You make the actions of the supposed minority hurt the supposed majority of peaceful Muslims. You make it hurt so bad they turn against their own people. You say, well, we might turn them against us. We might make them jihadists. We might radicalize them because they're mad about our society. They're mad about any society. In their own societies, they go around killing women for wearing the wrong color. Shut up about all that. Stop asking the snake why it's going to bite you. Why are you going to bite me, Mrs. Snake? Lion, why are you going to eat me? Stop asking. It's a dumb question. While you're questioning it, they're eating you. They're killing you. Welcome back to Cal Living in uh, chat. Good to have you. We've missed you. Hope you're all right. Look, the governors of Connecticut, Pennsylvania, Vermont, meanwhile, have, have backed the Obama administration's policy. Also add Delaware to that. Refugees are extensively vetted. This is what they say. The process takes an average to 18 to 24 months. But senior U.S. officials have said they are concerned that there's a lack of on-the-ground intelligence in Syria. That could be Now, first of all, an average of 18 to 24 months, that is a flat-out lie. Louisiana governor or as they say, Louisiana Governor Bobby Jindal, issued an executive order on Monday instructing agencies in the state to utilize all lawful means to stop Syrian refugees from resettling in the state. All departments, budget units, agencies, offices, entities, and officers of the executive branch of the state of Louisiana are authorized and directed to utilize all lawful means to prevent the resettlement of Syrian refugees in the state of Louisiana while this order is in effect. The order reads, The Louisiana State Police, upon receiving information of a Syrian refugee already relocated within the state of Louisiana, are authorized and directed to utilize all lawful means to monitor and avert threats within the state of Louisiana. Another provision of the order. In a letter sent to President Obama on Monday, Texas Governor Greg Abbott announced that his state will also refuse to settle Syrian refugees. Given the tragic attacks in Paris and the threats we have already seen, Texas cannot participate in any program that will result in Syrian refugees, any one of whom could be connected to terrorism being resettled in Texas. Abbott wrote in the letter, "Let me, let me just, let me, I, you know, if this is so obvious, makes your head explode. Tell me." Help me understand this. Connected, could be connected to terrorism. Uh, Syria, okay. You know they got to go past a lot of friendly places to them to get to Greece, to get to Turkey, to get to us. That right? Do you get that? Why aren't these uh, Muslim nations taking Refugees. Why aren't they? Man, we just got to stop. Governor Kasich. I don't like the guy, Ohio Governor John Kasich. He's also a, he's also a presidential candidate. I don't know if he's bailed out yet, but... He should. He sent a letter to uh, Obama also requesting the federal government stop resettling Syrian refugees in Ohio. Gov- the, the governor does not believe the United States should accept additional Syrian refugees because security and safety issues cannot be adequately addressed. 
Casey Communications Director Jim Lynch said the governor's writing to the president to ask him to stop. Blah, blah, blah. Florida Governor Rick Scott, while ending state support for resettlement efforts, wrote in a letter to congressional leaders that it was his understanding that the state does not have the authority to prevent the federal government from funding the relocation of these Syrian. Look, let me let me say this. So he's saying, Governor Scott is saying, well, we can't federally. And I understand in chat there was that put. But let me say this. Let me just say this. I'm always talking about this. Um the Center for Self Governance. I had level three training. Uh, the great Matt Her, or Matt Mark Her, and uh, Bill Norton, uh, phenomenal trainers. They're in Delaware. They're probably uh, finished by now, I would think. Uh, they are. Oh, let me. Uh, goodness, we had a power surge here, y'all. Let's see something here. Boy, if we don't have, I, I have never seen more crazy business going on while I'm doing a show in my whole life. Just, we just had a massive power surge, and but we're back. So I hope I didn't lose you. Well, if it isn't one thing, it's 152 others. And you know what's funny? It's originally I was with uh, TogiNet, which you pay huge money, and you have an engineer, but we always had problems too. So I don't think it's just that. We'll get it figured out. Anyway, I hope nobody was disrupted by it. But he's but Florida Governor Rick Scott saying, well, you know the government the Resettlement Act of uh, of, of nineteen eighty, you know it's constitute. Look, you know what? Center for Self Governance they teach you the system, the way the system works. They teach you how it works, and they teach you what's true and not true. You're being told things uh, that you think, well, we can't do it. It's it's not constitutional. Listen, the Constitution, uh, the the uh, the amendments, the Second Amendment. They fought that from day one. The left never stops fighting it. We got to stop being worried about that because you know what? Well, we got to follow the law, and guess what happens? They come and they kill us. I'm just telling you, folks. You got to understand. You got to understand that we got to get tough on this. We we have to. We have to, we have to, we have to. You know, we we have to do this, folks. We gotta get tough. My daughter uses the term butthurt. There's so many butthurt college students running around. This University of Missouri crap. Three people, three good people resigned because of the un- Substantiated, totally unsubstantiated, abstract al- uh, uh, allegations of a nation of Islam, super rich, lying pretender. You get that, right? That's reality. Let me tell you, uh, Black Lives Matter and uh, ISIS and Al-Qaeda and the the immigration jihad all linked, and the president, your president of the United States, is all for it. He is all for it because that's helping him. You say, well, that's that's such hyperbole. How can you say that? Open your freaking eyes, America. Open your eyes.
Why do you turn from wanting to believe? The Saul Alinsky method is make the lie so big, they, they can't even begin to doubt it. Make it so big, they can't begin to doubt it. Because we say, you know what? Nobody would lie that big. But they do. Look, I named a bunch of big states there, didn't I? You heard me. You heard me say that, right? All those, I named all those states. They're all pretty big states. Delaware, second smallest state next to Rhode Island. Are you listening? Governor Jack Markell said Tuesday that he is open to having Syrian refugees resettle in Delaware and supports Barack Obama's proposal to admit additional refugees into the country to support the tide of people fleeing the Civil War-torn country. The governor agrees with the Pope that, oh, all of a sudden we're religious. All of a sudden we're religious. We got to get religious all of a sudden. All of a sudden we got. Oh, we got to get. We got to get religious. We got. Hey, the Pope. We got to go to the Pope and the Catholics. We have a duty to provide humanitarian assistance to refugees fleeing violent conflicts like the Syrian civil war, and he supports the president's decision to provide asylum for refugees in the United States. We should flood his office. Delaware Family Policy Council and uh, Delaware Strong Families. I encourage you, if you're listening to the sound of my voice, you know, get with Nicole Tice, the, the leader and founder. Get with her. Uh, mobilize and get in their face. Get to the governor's office and get in his face and say, you let one come here. And you see what happens when we create a groundswell and personally usher you out of this office. And any of your underlings, we won't stand for it. They're not coming here. Tell the president Delaware's not open for it. If the federal government decides to place some of those refugees in Delaware, the governor would work with our federal partners to help ensure that they have the supports and services they would need. Folks, I talk about it all the time. I talk about this all the time. Center for Self-Governance, folks. You've got to understand. You've got to understand the system. You've got to know about the elephant and the chain and the handler. Look, power and control, the difference between power and control, the laws of nature and nature's God, that's power. Originates from God, the laws of nature and nature's God, power. But control is the system. The system is the chain. We are the elephant, and we think that we can't snap that chain. You know elephants can snap a chain? No problem. It's just it's been taught over and over and over and over. This little bitty chain will stop you. It'll stop you. You're not going anywhere, elephant, because the system, the chain, and the handler is going to keep you from doing that. Don't you see this this big old chain? You can't break that. Yet most elephants can break it, snap it in half, no problem. We're the elephant, and we think that that chain, this, this lie about the system, is going to keep us. It's called the elephant mentality syndrome. My buddy Mark Kerr, uh, he gives you this, teaches you this. The difference between power and control is the system. The thought that power originates in the handler, the chain, or the elephant. It doesn't originate there at all. Nature and nature's God. Look, we got to learn the system. we got to learn the system, folks. You need to understand you are being lied to. 
the left and many on the right are all for uh, breaking the Constitution, all for doing everything wrong until it suits them. Excuse me. To cite the Constitution. Oh, we're constitutional now. When we talk about Second Amendment, no, we're not quite so constitutional. we got to do something. Last week, President Obama proposed to admit an additional 10,000 refugees into the country over the next year, but federal officials have yet to contact the state of Delaware over the potential placement of refugees in Delaware, Bachman said. Kelly Bachman. Look her up. She's the, she's Markel, he's in Germany on a trade mission, has no plans to visit refugees during his trip, but said in a statement through his office he's about a half hour from Dachau concentration camp. And I remember acutely the need of Jewish refugees turned away by the United States. And the, Look, man, if you're going to compare... Oh, man, this makes me mad, and I've read it about ten times. Governor Markell, you are actually having the unmitigated gall to compare Jewish refugees of the Holocaust to the Syrian, air quotes, refugees, 18 to 34-year-old men who are coming here to kill us. You've got a lot of sick nerve. You deserve to be impeached for that one statement alone because you are unfit for office. Comparing Jewish refugees to a Syrian refugee, you've got to be kidding me, man. We're going to make you pay for that. Last year, federal officials designated that Delaware took in 117 children. By the way, children in this case count 18 years old, counts as a child for purposes of identification here, who illegally immigrated to the United States alone from several Central American countries. We take them in. Why not? Currently, the United States accepts 70,000 refugees a year, with the majority coming from Burma, Iraq, and Somalia. Refugee groups have called on the U.S. to allow as many 65, as many as 65,000 Syrian refugees in the country. In May, and I can't stand this guy, U.S. Senator Chris Coons, Delaware, was one of the 14 lawmakers that urged President Obama to allow more Syrian refugees to settle. In the United States, he and other senators said the number of refugees accepted by the U.S. since the beginning of the Syrian conflict was unacceptably low. Syrian refugees are fleeing from their civil war torn country. Folks, it's not a civil war. It's not a civil war. It's engineering. We're making them out to be some sort of hero. Over one million refugees are expected in Germany alone, tearing the country apart. Jill Friedel, um, Spokeswoman for the State Division of Health, this is Delaware State Division of Health and Social Service, said in an email that each year the state's social service division supports about 30 refugees who have entered the U.S. via another state and are coming to Delaware to join family or look for work. Meanwhile, we have homeless veterans. Homeless veterans. Sickening. If Syrian refugees were to resettle in Delaware, they would be eligible for eight months of cash and medical assistance via federal funds. Folks, let me read that again. If Syrian refugees were to resettle in Delaware, they would be eligible for eight months of cash and medical assistance via federal funds. About one to three clients of the state receive refugee cash assistance each month, a cost roughly ranging between $200 and $600 a month, according to Fredel. Refugees are not subject to the five-year limit many immigrants have for receiving the assistance and in turn are technically eligible for federal benefits like Medicaid and SNAP, which are food stamps, Fredel said. The state also offers up to five years of social services like employment services, English as a second language training, literacy training, and counseling, which is provided by the Jewish Family Services, the state's vendor. Isn't that ironic, folks? 
Isn't that ironic? Jewish family services have to provide all of these services to people that swear they want to kill them. Friedel added that the the state has not received any indication that Catholic charities, which helps bring refugees into the state, plans on bringing in any Syrian refugees into Delaware. Paul Savini, Community Outreach Director for Catholic Charities in Delaware, said the group receives referrals from the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops to resettle refugee families in the state. Typically, the families have friends or other family living in the state they want to come to, she added. The number of refugees coming into the state has been unpredictable, Savini said. There were a few years where no families were referred to the state. Last year, there were eight, some from Burma, he added. She added. She said she's unaware of plans to resettle any Syrian families in Delaware. And then they, and then they say... Bob Krebs, the spokesperson for Diocese of Wilmington, super left, super, super left, said the church has a long history of support and aid for those fleeing from persecution and trouble in other countries. We're called as Christians to open our hearts and homes to those who are refugees. If you look in the Bible, Mary, Joseph, and Jesus were refugees at one point. Shut up with that stupid, out-of-context quote, apples and freaking aardvarks. Mary and Joseph and Yeshua were not coming to kill us. I love what my buddy Steve just said. We need no refugees. Close the borders in America. We need Americans. We need Americans. Folks, you need to understand these basic principles. I'm going to come back in a few minutes with more. Hang with me. We will be back with Dr. Sean, the Ninja Pastor, after these short messages. Hey, Happy Warriors, this is the Ninja Pastor here. Please, this is very important. If you could, follow and subscribe this show. You know what? My statistics for this show don't count unless you are a subscriber or a follower. Uh, what you do is you go to blogtalkradio.com backslash the Ninja Pastor. And if you use Twitter and Facebook, follow us at the Ninja Pastor. And on Facebook, click on sign up just under my photograph under www.facebook.com backslash God and Country Radio. Subscribers, you get notifications first of all of our shows anywhere we're appearing. And it's all free. Nobody steals your information. Again, if you could click on follow and subscribe here at www.blogtalkradio.com backslash The Ninja Pastor. If you're on Twitter and Facebook, follow me at The Ninja Pastor. Go to Facebook.com backslash God and Country Radio. Click follow and sign up. Thanks a bunch. Man, I really appreciate it. Way to go, Happy Hey, Happy Warriors. This is The Ninja Pastor here. Listen, keepers of the republic, people who care about the future of this country, if that's you, and you're not the you that just wants to talk about it, just do Facebook posts, just do Twitter, but, I mean, you really want to do something. You really want to make a difference. You're called a keeper of the republic. Our founders clearly detailed that we, the people, would keep our republic if we participated in our own governance. Self-governance, let me tell you what, requires education, participation, sacrifice, and determination in the belief that you can make a difference. Look, you've got to do something, but what is something? As I said, Facebook posts, they won't save the republic. Neither will rallies or voter drives. It goes way deeper. And if you truly want to do something of value that is also effective, the question is, are you willing? 
Listen, you can go to centerforselfgovernance.com or you can go to facebook.com backslash God and Country Radio. There's a link there uh, for the Center of Self-Governance. All you do is click there. While you're there at facebook.com backslash God and Country Radio, click on like and sign up, and you'll have all these links uh, immediately available to you, super, super easy. And I can help arrange courses for you in the Northeast and elsewhere. you got to do it. You say, i got to do something. I want to do something. This is the something. This is the something really big. This is the secret sauce. you got to ask yourself some tough questions. Do you really have what it takes? Do you really have what it takes to help save this country? Do you really want to save the country? Have you given up already? Then here's the really, really tough question. Am I worth the blood and treasure already sacrificed for liberty and freedom? Am I worth the acres of crosses in Arlington, Virginia and towns across America? Soldiers who gave everything, committed everything to our freedom. How do you do it? Go to my Facebook page, facebook.com backslash God and Country Radio, and then click on the link to this, Center for Self-Governance. It'll be right there. You want to do something? This is your something. Hey, listeners, let me tell you something really quick. Listen, if you own a gun, not even if you carry a gun, not even if you have a concealed carry permit, but if you own a gun, you need to listen up. You need to get a pen, you need to get paper, something. You need to click into your notes and your smartphone and, and take this number down. First of all, the first number is 20630. Don't worry, I'll repeat it. 20630. Listen, you have the right to defend yourself and your loved ones and your home. All of that stuff is true. You know it is. But the moment you pull the trigger or pull your gun, you are at risk for devastating legal and financial consequences. You know, you can be arrested. You can be jailed. You can be sued. You can be fired. You can be bankrupted. Even when you've legally and justifiably used a gun in self-defense. So you don't have to let this happen to you. Just call Second Call Defense. That number you want is 20630. Listen, it's going to get you a whole month free. 20630. I'll give you the number in a second. You're going to enjoy, listen, when you become a member, you're going to enjoy peace of mind of having immediate and comprehensive legal and financial protection at your fingertips the moment you pull your gun, the moment you pull the trigger, no matter where you are in the United States. You just make two calls. Your first call should always be to 911 to request an ambulance and law enforcement. And listen, we'll tell you exactly what to do, what to say, how to say it. Your second call should be to second call defense. Listen, we've got your back. It's complete legal protection for armed self-defense, and it is fully endorsed by the NRA. It's fully backed by the NRA insurance program. Folks, you've got to have this coverage. I have the Cadillac protection, which is the ultimate coverage, and I'm telling you, it is phenomenal. People say, well, I've got homeowner's coverage. That'll protect me. I've got an umbrella policy, civil liability policy. No, no, it won't. In fact, it's specifically excluded. You say, well, I'll get a public, a public defender. They'll keep me out of jail. No, they won't. First of all, usually public defenders are from liberal colleges and liberal law schools. They hate guns. They hate people that carry guns. And they're, they don't understand uh, lethal force to start with. They're overworked. They're underpaid. Is that what you want to bet your freedom on? Is that what you want to bet your financial future on? That? Are you kidding me? 877-502-3300. Secondcalldefense.org. You want to give them this number, 20 630. That's a Ninja Pastors number. You give them that, they're going to give you a free month. Go to God and Country Facebook page. Uh, it's facebook.com backslash God and Country Radio. Uh, there's a place where you can sign up. You, you, you know, sign up by the means of putting in your information for the show uh, to follow the show. But there's links on there. Once you do that or on that page, there's a link there. 
and that will show you exactly where to go. You click on that link, go, get all kinds of information. There are no contracts. You're not locked in. And once you get your money back, your free uh, month back, they, they never come back and take it back. This is the best coverage out there. Trust me. I've researched it all. Join today. Welcome back to The Collision of Faith and Politics. Here again is Dr. Sean. Welcome back, folks. Thank you for hanging in with us. Thank you for listening to those good messages. Uh, different people drop off. It's funny. They always tell you in radio, this is a not-for-profit uh, radio show. I don't have sponsors. I don't have any of that. I do all that stuff myself. If you want to help with that, if you're in a position to do that, you believe in what we do, both here in our Sunday message and our, our ministry that we do essentially all over the country, theninjapastor.com. Uh, there's a donate button on there. We appreciate it. You know, We never take that lightly, for sure. And um, so, but a lot of people drop off when I do, there's a total of, some 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 shows I don't even do any commercials. Sunday there's no commercials at all. And when I say commercial, I just mean uh, advertising spot for the sake of them. The Center for Self-Governance doesn't pay me, uh, Second Call Defense doesn't pay me, um, and certainly signing up doesn't pay me. None of that stuff pays me as far as the Facebook page and signing up to this show. It's just, it's something important to do. But the radio people always say, oh, they'll drop off. Well, if you do, you do. Fair weather. Ted Cruz has also called for a halt to any plans to bring refugees that may have been infiltrated by ISIS to the United States. Ted Cruz, folks. You know who my guy is. Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz. He calls for a halt to any plan. Listen, listen, you want to say what you want to say about Ted Cruz being a grandstander? You know why he's a grandstander? Because he has to stand alone, because very few others have the cojones to stand with him and say what needs to be said and do it. You want to talk about Center for Self-Governance, somebody that knows the system, is Ted Cruz. He knows the Constitution. Ted Cruz. The liberal response, there's no evidence yet that any refugees were involved in any of the attacks. They're liars. There's all kinds of evidence. From a pro-gay liberal site, Cruz made the case that the terrorist attacks in Paris on Friday night proved that Christians are under siege, even though the attacks were on nightlife hotspots and not religious targets. Before the rally, religious liberty rally, Cruz talks to reporters, talked to reporters and said Christians need constitutional protections because they are most ostracized today, according to CNN. Also invited were anti-gay activist Tony Perkins of the Family Research Council, uh, Texas pastor David Welch and Dick and Betty uh, Odegaard, an Iowa couple, who had to close their wedding business after refusing to serve a same-sex couple. The gay liberal perspective is that there are already too many religious, too much religious liberty in America. At the same, these terror attacks underscore the menace that we face, he continued. This is Ted Cruz. President Obama may think that we're not at war, but the radical Islamic terrorists who attacked Paris yesterday, they didn't get the message. They're at war with us. Whether I say this all the time. Listen, you may look at the rattlesnake, and and you know rattlesnakes are beautiful. They're they're you know they're amazing. They're amazing. Uh, you know um, crocodiles, amazing. Lions and tigers, amazing. They will eat you. They will eat you, folks. And they don't care about your feelings, about your butt hurt. 
If somebody said something mean to you, they don't care. Isn't it interesting? France gets attacked like this, and all of a sudden, uh, Hollande, uh, President Hollande, says, we are at war. This is an act of war. Our president has yet to say that. Cruz added that this attack that we just saw in Paris, mark my words, ISIS intends for this to come here. Ted Cruz is absolutely correct. He's absolutely correct. You say, oh, he's running for president. Stop with all that. He's been saying this. He's been saying this long before he ran for president. Ted Cruz can criticize the number of airstrikes being devoted to combating the Islamic State, often called ISIS, or according to our president, ISIL. Now, people ask me all the time, I did a show on this, ISIL. Why does the president call it ISIL, uh, the Levant? The Levant specifically carves out Israel. So that is his way, him and his administration's way, when they use the term ISIL instead of ISIS, what they're actually doing is they're telling their Muslim friends that they are with you. I'm with you. I am not with Israel. So the Islamic State, uh, often got ISIS or Israel, uh, is is or is ill, in the Middle East, advocating for overwhelming air power. Cruz also said that the United States should be arming the Kurds with sufficient firepower and modern weapons to fight ISIS, saying they are, in a very practical sense, our boots on the ground. Uh, let me let me say this. Let me just say this to you. You need to understand this, and and it needs to be. And I and I try to put things clear. I really do. Uh, I I try not to put things in a way that is confusing. I, the Kurds, the president uh, has refused to help them. They're not trying to blow us up. The president doesn't want to help them. Daesh. ISIS, they've, they've issued an ultimatum to northern Iraq's dwindling Christian population to either convert to Islam, pay religious levy, or face death. It's an old Islamic tradition dating back to Muhammad himself. Convert, pay tax, or die. Kurds are fighting this. They're doing their dead level best, and they're very successful when they have the tools. You get what I'm saying here. The senator stopped, uh, Senator Ted Cruz stopped short of his Republican rivals, including Ben Carson, and suggesting that U.S. troops should be part of an effort uh, at this time. Now, here's my, here's my thoughts on that. As the ninja pastor, that's me, Reverend Dr. Sean Greener, and Ted Cruz, Senator Ted Cruz, are aware, is, is, and is, ill, are coming here soon. Yeah, Karen, uh, this is is very important. Karen brings up a very, very important point. You know, when the president had that official photograph of him taking uh, a little break with his feet up, on the Resolute desk, priceless desk, he was sending a message to ISIS and Islam. Because there's nothing worse, nothing more disrespectful you can do in Islam than to put your feet up.
Put your shoes on it. That's what they want. Payments of jizya, or that tax, that Muslim tax, that's the same as slavery. My buddy Jerry from Pennsylvania reminds me. They'll come on a student visa, folks. They'll come as a refugee. They'll come as whatever they need to come as. They'll come as an underserved, radicalized 20-something with an Internet connection. But one of the innovative differences between al-Qaeda and ISIS is that al-Qaeda embraced the old-school policy of tight command hierarchy. ISIS encouraged the opposite, local initiative. But do you get what local initiative is, folks? Do you get why this is, is so important? Look, you need to understand, President Barack Hussein Obama not going to protect you. On the contrary, he's doing everything he can to expose you on a local and global level. Look, we're going to be taking in Syrian refugees because it, everything goes to court these days, and while it's going to court, they'll keep pouring in. Look, man, we're not going to be securing our borders. That's not going to happen. My point in bringing up Internet rumors and things like that, the, the Internet's, of who might be responsible for the Paris terror attacks. You know, I talked earlier about that. There were some questions, and some folks were saying, well, it might not be. That might just be a trick, that it might not be as straightforward a terror attack as one might think. Look, I'm making the point, and that is, and I might say a very genius point at that, is that it doesn't really make any difference to you, your personal security, who's responsible ultimately. Are we at war? Are we at war with terror? Are we at war with ISIS? Are we at war with Islam? Name the enemy. You cannot kill the enemy. Unless you name them, unless you identify them. Lately I've read that we're at war with the Islamic State, which is also ISIS and, and, and ISIL. Is is and is ill. Are we? Are we at war with Al-Qaeda? President Obama, he's clear when he says, we are not at war with Islam. And yet, I think we all know we actually are. I've never been afraid to tell you we are absolutely at war with Islam. Are we at war with Al-Qaeda? Are we at war with ISIS? Your president says no. So I'm going to say this again. Islam is absolutely at war with us. The snake absolutely will bite us first chance it gets. And it doesn't care if it dies in the process. I'm going to repeat this. Nobody is coming to help you. No one is coming to help you. I know you're discouraged. I know you're bummed out. But that's reality. Nobody is coming. That's why the Second Amendment is so important in the United States of America, because look, the question is absolutely, will you fight back? But the, the bigger question is, is do you even have the tools? Do you have the tools, the mental strength? Do you have the wherewithal? Do you have the ability? Do you have a food supply? Do you have an ammo supply? Do you have guns that you're trained on? And do you have the guts? My friend Karen Reminds me, when Japan bombed Pearl Harbor, we weren't officially at war with them either. The Washington Times reports that Obama arrived late for the moment of silence for the Paris attacks. Somehow or another, Putin of Russia was on time. 
What's that tell you, folks? Come on, smarten up. Stop being afraid to tell the truth to your friends, your neighbors, your coworkers, what's really going on. Don't back down. Look, the this the, and 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 look, I just said we are actually at war with Islam. I just said you know this if you're willing to admit it. But the victims in Paris are just as dead if the CIA had something to do with this France uh, thing, or if Obama or ISIS or some are even floating the whole Mossad. Oh, Israel did it through Mossad. It wasn't actually even uh, Muslims. It was actually Israelis, and because they want to get us to do it to fight. I don't think there's any a snowball's chance of it ha- Mossad having anything to do. We get the best intel from Mossad, most of which we reject. What can you do? Look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just tell you. We don't, we don't have that long left. I'm just going to tell you. I teach all over the country self-defense training, offensive training, situational awareness, concealed carry. I educate folks on how to not only survive but thrive. Be aware of the distractions like the race issues, the Black Lives Matter, the protests swirling around. One of my very, very wise listeners in Maryland said, look, while we are so hung up over Caitlin and and the Red Cup thing and so many other things, this Black Lives Matter, all this crap, It's all coming down. The historical significance of November 13th, you need to understand that dates don't mean a little bit, they mean everything. They don't mean a lot, they mean everything. November 13th, 1918, the Allied troops occupied Constantinople, the capital of the Ottoman Empire. The Ottoman Empire at that time was the caliphate, the Islamic state of that day. Look, you need to understand Islamic jihad theology and ideology play a major role in modern global conflicts. Avenging the defeated caliphate, the significance of the November 13th date in the Paris. You need to understand, Ralph Sidway wrote a great piece on this on November 14th. Did the Muslim jihadists in Paris choose November 13th for its symbolic value in planning their attacks over at Terror Trends Bulletin? A brief but weighty post conveys most of what to most of us is forgotten historical footnote. The historical significance of November 13th in Islam. Remember what I just taught you. The Allied troops occupied Constantinople, the capital, and that was the Islamic State. Here's a little extra background. Defeat and dissolution of the uh, Ottoman Empire. The occupation of Constantinople took place in accordance with the Armistice of Madros, signed on 31 October 1918, ending the Ottoman participation in World War I. The occupation had two stages. The initial occupation took place from 13 November 1918 to 16 March 1920. From 16 March 1920, the Treaty of Sevres. 1918 saw the first time Constantinople had changed hands since the Ottoman Turks conquered the Byzantine capital in 1453. An Allied military administration was set up early in December 1918. Hagia Sophia was converted back into a cathedral by the Allied administration, and the building was returned temporarily to the Greek Orthodox Ecumenical Patriarch. Now, several additional news reports are revealing that the Paris Jihad attacks were not only carefully orchestrated in Paris, but all across Europe with cells acting in Germany and the UK. 
German police arrest Muslim-linked para-Shihad attacks. They had guns, explosives, hand grenades. London, Gatwick Airport. The terminal was evacuated. Police arrest man with a grenade in his bag. As Paris burned, UK Muslims told to struggle for Islamic State, an unprecedented Islamic show of force. It seems clear whether or not the date was chosen by the jihadis for its link to the Western Allies occupying, occupying Constantinople in 1918. It was indeed a carefully planned and executed operation spanning at least three countries and marks an ominous turn in Islam's war on the West. The French president called it an act of war. Our president has not done that. French Jewish Council calls for a world war against jihadist fanaticisms. I interacted with a with a really smart police officer, United States Marine Corps veteran today. And that veteran said, "Man, we are absolutely absolutely in World War 3." We just haven't accepted it yet. We just haven't accepted it yet. We are absolutely in World War III. We just refuse to accept it. You get that, right? We're talking about global jihadists here. We're talking about their desire, their passion, their life is dedicated to destroy us and destroy our way of life. Our goal is not to contain them, but to destroy them before they destroy us. And I mean all of them. Destroy. Dr. Ben Carson, presidential candidate, world-renowned, best best uh, neurosurgeon uh, in the world, especially in the pediatric. He pioneered hundreds of procedures said, I think America's involvement should be trying to destroy, trying to eliminate them completely. He said, destroy them. You want to get weird a minute? You want to, you want to just get weird, a little bit weird here? Can you handle it? We'll lay some stuff on you. It's secret for over 40 years. Gladio is a NATO-backed network of armed soldiers inside the nations of Europe, which bypasses the control of nations' governments. Ostensibly, it's intended for use only in the case of a Soviet invasion. Gladio has, in fact, carried out a string of false flag terror attacks. In 1990, the European Parliament called for national political investigations, but most national governments have chosen not to investigate it. During his trial, Vincenzo Vinciguerra revealed a darker aim behind the bombings, namely to inculcate a climate of fear among the general populace. This was known as the strategy of tension which was intended to generate a pervasive sense of fear, which would encourage the population to appeal to the state for protection. Listen, they create a problem. They create a problem when there is none. There, You know, and then they come rushing to the aid to solve the problem. Government creates a problem, and then they say, hey, the only way it's going to be fixed is if we solve it. And you know what? Things are so bad. You go to them, and you go, please help us. We go to the chain. We go to the handlers. We are elephants. No chain can stop us. You know, there's a lot of people out there that believe the Paris bombings were perpetrated by Mossad to encourage the world in their efforts to defeat ISIS. 
but before you get your panties in a bunch, if you wear them, over the anti-Semitism in that comment, you need to understand. Consider the wisdom of such a plan. Israel and Mossad are brilliant, and they are absolutely in danger. And you know what? If it were true, it would be smart. I'm not saying it is. I don't think it is. I don't think it is at all. I think there's no reason we should put any salt in that. But it's it's the idea I want you to get. What I'm saying is, is this game is too big for the little guy to figure out. You and I are the little guy, and we're in danger. And look, there's no question that a climate of fear has intentionally been created. Look, President Obama, Hussein Obama, condemned the mass murders as an attack on the civilized world. No duh, dude. Captain Obvious. Look, that's the nature of war, and we are, in fact, at war. Do you get that? Saying those words gets us nowhere. If where we want to be is safe. Hussein Obama, through his national security advisor, presents our plan as this. We want to keep we want the coalition to step up their commitment and we intend to invest a lot of energy on the diplomatic track in embracing a process whereby we begin negotiations for a peaceful transfer of power in Syria. Wow, that sounds like a plan. I feel safer. In response to the news that some of the terrorists may have gotten into Europe as refugees, Hussein Obama explains that we are using the most extensive security vetting process ever. We cannot turn our backs on women, children, and orphans suffering the horrors of war. Amazingly, we can turn our back on Israel. We can turn our back on his jihadi Christians. We can turn our back on the Kurds. Ironically, because of his inability to turn his back, American women and children will likely soon be suffering the horrors of war right here in our own country. And I need to add this. You know that you're not seeing very many women. You know that you're not seeing very many children. You know that you're not seeing very many orphans as refugees. What you're seeing is 18 to 34 years old, young terrorist age males. Hussein Obama, he's pledged to redouble our efforts to fight international terrorism by fortifying international borders, by continuing diplomatic talks. Are you seeing the trend here? The president of this country, Barack Hussein Obama, has turned his back on his own country. Look, even the Middle East leaders are getting nervous. Marco Rubio, look, nice guy. I was actually offered a job with his organization, his administration. Uh, there was a guy that one of his um, liaisons had been sent, I think, three different times to hear me speak in Florida. And after the last of the speeches, he asked me point blank. He said, Marco Rubio would like to have you come work with him. I was honored by that. Super nice guy. I've met him a couple times. Really super nice guy. Smart guy. Great speaker. Great dad. Great husband. Does a great job. But he's not for the president. He urged NATO, NATO, to activate the NATO alliance in response to the attack on the member state. This alliance is Article 5. Rubio has also urged the United States to hike special ops on the ground to take out ISIS leadership. I agree. Look, I agree, and I appreciate the physical effort. However, think about this. Come on. Give this some thought. We are trying to turn this over and turn this battle into some global force. 
which we don't have any control, ultimately, if we're being honest. Let's make it global. Let's make it NATO. Let's make a global coalition. And we're being forced to do this, sadly, because our president will not fight and he will not win. At least France wants to. It's too late, but at least they want to. The point today is, we're, we're down to the weaning minutes of the show, the point is, is this. You need to understand this. The point today is what do we do? Huh. Our Air Force should just go open a glass factory. Uh, I'm with you on that. The point today is what do we do? Of course we fight for leadership that wants to acknowledge that we're at war and behave accordingly. But I think the time has come to accept some realities about self-defense. Look, this past weekend I wrote this, and I took a lot of flack for it and posted it in different places, but um, I quoted uh, Vokativ. Oh, Crusaders, we are coming to you with bombs and rifles, a top propagandist from an unofficial ISIS media wing tweeted in Arabic, Vokativ discovered. The jihadist ended the tweet ominously. Wait for us. What did they say? Oh, Crusaders, we are coming to you with bombs and rifles. Wait for us. My professional advice is not to wait for us. Rather, we, the people of the United States, should, at every eagerly awaited opportunity, under every rock, behind every door, eliminate the enemy. Notice I didn't say the government of the United States because they failed us in their one job to keep us safe. Lest there be any confusion. By eliminate, I mean kill. The first step, don't invite or allow them into your country. The second step, demand Hussein Obama reverse his traitorous treatment of Muslims, Islam, and ISIS or face forced removal from office, decisive prosecution, and severest of punishment for treason. Third, at all levels of government, those in leadership face the same demise should they continue to cavort with our enemy. You think that's too mean? You think that's too hyperbolic for you? We should just engage them and talk to them, our enemy. You know what? You're the problem, and I'll lose no sleep when they kill you, as they promised they'll do, as they have proven they will do. Frank Hawkins wrote this, and I really like it. A lot of things come to mind from the Paris shootings and bombings, including Obama's ridiculous comment the day before that ISIS had been contained. For me, the first word that comes to mind after the Paris attacks is inevitable. The Islamists have been at war with America since Carter engineered the move of the Ayatollah from Paris to Tehran. After pushing aside the Shah, an Islamist took over our embassy in 1979 without any meaningful, meaningful response from the United States. You've, you, who remembers this? Who remembers this? We missed the signal in the first Islamic bombings of the World Trade Center. Then they came down in 9-11. When they were successful, they brought down the trade towers in the vicious second effort. That should have been a real wake-up call. Few agree with me, but I believe Bush understood at some level what was going on, and he took the fight to them. He did something. No one else had thought about it or even imagined that it was possible. He created a fragile but functioning democracy of sorts in Iraq. By the end of his presidency, the violence in Iraq had been quelled, and there was stability of sorts in the region, more than they'd ever had before, by the way. Business activity had returned to Baghdad, and the level of violence had significantly diminished. Even more importantly, we had established a presence in the region that enabled us to exercise some level of control 
and to gain further institutional understanding of the region and its complex cultures. In addition, the Islamists, this is a Frank Hawkins article here, the Islamists recognized America had power and was willing to use it. And that's the one thing they understand and respect, power. It wasn't a perfect situation, but at least we had taken the the fight to the Middle East. And then along came Obama, his first international move. Get this. Remember this, folks. Don't forget this, that he did this. Your president, Barack Hussein Obama, was to fly to Cairo and give the Muslim Brotherhood the green light and apologize for America and its use of power. He pulled the rug out from an aging and corrupt Mubarak, but out there they are all corrupt. Out there, they are all corrupt. And paved the way for Morsi and the Muslim Brotherhood, the same folks who assassinated Anwar Sadat to take over Egypt. But the generally secular Egyptian populace would have none of it, and the Muslim Brotherhood Morsi was overthrown by the military. Even worse, at the same time, Obama turned his back on the Green Revolution. Do you remember this? The Green Revolution in Iran, which would have given any other American president the path to encourage and perhaps engineer the overthrow of the mullahs. Then the completely and totally incompetent Hillary Clinton muddling began. She thought it would be a great resume builder to get rid of Qaddafi. Qaddafi was certainly one of the bad guys out there, but he was at least under the control of Bush's push into the Middle East. He had given up his nuclear program and was indeed contained. Hillary and Obama went after him without any plan for a strong government to replace him. The ensuing chaos really set the Muslim dogs loose and led to the Benghazi disaster, and then came Syria. Again, Obama and Hillary decided they would go after Assad, but just like the Libyan debacle, there was no plan for what should come after Assad. Obama thought it would be a great idea to arm the, air quotes, Muslim, moderate Muslims against Assad. This was one of the dumbest ideas ever. There was and is no alternative for Assad unless you want a total, total Libya-style chaos, which is more or less what was happening as Putin showed up. In the meantime, over 250,000 Syrians slaughtered and millions of refugees flowing into Europe and the United States. Well, what could possibly go wrong? I'll tell you what could. Think Paris. Turns out the best near-term hope for stability in the Middle East? Putin. He understands the Muslim challenge as well as anyone. He's been battling Muslims in Chechnya for years. He knows what it's all about, and he's having none of it. And don't think he's finished. He still hasn't responded to the shootdown or the takedown of, of the Russian airliner by ISIS. Whether we like it or not, we're in the early stages of a World War III with a war in Islam that will last for decades. Donald Rumsfeld famously said, former uh, director uh, um, who's in charge of defense, Secretary of Defense in the United States, Donald Rumsfeld famously said, weakness is provocative. Noah, you know this is true. Don't reject this. No American president in history has shown more weakness than Barack Hussein Obama. He, of course, has no game plan for dealing with all of this beyond fancy, hollow words, ridiculous calls for fighting global warming. Listen, Bernie Sanders, presidential candidate, he says that global warming is the reason these people are doing this, that global warming is a far greater risk. He's insane. He needs to be locked up, put away. Despite thousands slaughtered in the name of Allah during his presidency, he still can't bring himself to call them Islamic terrorists. The deal with Iran further exposed his foolishness and ultimate weakness in dealing with the Islamists. This is World War 
any nobody's seen a world war like this. There's no precedent in history for it. It's not a war for territory. It's not a battle for ideology with confusing and complex geographical and ideological overlays. The strategy of the other side is clearly spelled out in the Quran and Hadith. You spend 15 minutes, you read about it on the religion of peace. In the meantime, watch carefully for the reaction to the Paris slaughter from the Muslim world, including Muslims in the United States and UK. Look, do you get this? Listen to me now. Already the war has been ugly and bloody. Since 9-11, there have been 27,269 Muslim terrorist attacks all around the world. Not counting France, of course, because it occurred in November. In October alone, there were 195 recorded jihadi attacks. In 31 countries with 1,564 people dead and 1,730 critically injured. Look, folks, here's the math. There's 1.6 billion Muslims in the world, and a large percentage of them hate America and what it stands for. And now, Hussein Obama and a badly weakened West have found a way to unleash them in full fury. The Germans, the Swedes, Norwegians, Brits, Belgians, and French, they've been running a common strategy of appeasement and open borders. The stupidity of that approach is now obvious, even as Obama is reported to be importing 10,000 Muslim Syrian refugees air quotes, in the United States. The FBI says they already have a file of over 1,000 active ISIS probes into the United States with more Muslims arriving every day. Well, what could possibly go wrong? The most disturbing now is that America is raising what can only be described as the worst generation. What my daughter talked about this earlier, the, the, all the people running around butthurt, the, the, the perpetually aggrieved, wallowing in their new victimhood culture. Our young people appear to be primarily concerned with the microaggression and safe spaces to protect their fragile feelings. Even at one of our most prestigious universities, Yale, where some of our allegedly brightest young people are being, air quotes, educated. Our young people are being taught that guns are bad. Children as young as seven are being disciplined for even emulating the shape of a pistol with their hands. The left, with Barry's active support, has done everything they can to weaken our military. It's the wussification of America. This is happening even now as Muslims are aggressively teaching their children to kill us. How in the world will our whiny, spoiled, fragile young people ever have the courage or will to defend our country and our way of life against this sort of dedicated evil? We still have great killing technology. But we have to be concerned about the willingness and skill to deploy it. Even worse, nobody has any plausible notion of how to deal with all of this. The uncertainty is reflected in the rise of Donald Trump. He's not made any articulated, really, articulated solution. But at least he wants to make America great again, he says. Folks fed up with the decline of America under Obama are responding with soaring ratings for Obama. Look, it's a dark moment. And it's hard to know when we're going to see any light at the end of the tunnel. I'm going to tell you, folks, you need to understand that everything I told you today on this show, absolutely true. I took the time to verify all of it myself. And I have researchers that help me with this. They're solid. The kumbaya moments are gone. Lock and load. Get a gun. Get a few. Get some spare parts, some high-wear parts for the guns. Get lots of ammo. I said earlier 500 rounds, 
for each weapon you have. Not just each caliber, each weapon. That's at a minimum. You say, I can't afford that. Guess what you do? You get a box of 50, and the next month you get another box of 50. The next month, another box of 50. You need to understand, folks, this is the real deal. And they're coming here, and they're going to get out of their vehicles. And they're going to slice you into bits. They're going to blow stuff up. They don't care if it's you. They don't care if it's your children. They don't care if it's your grandchildren. But here's the other thing you need to do, America, is you need to get in the face of your elected officials, no matter where you live, and you say, I'm watching you closely. And you invite some of these refugees into this state. You even indicate that you're willing to do that. And I'll do everything I can to get you out of office. And I will, I will, I, I will work so hard so that every friend I have, every friend I have, every neighbor, every coworker, every church friend, every work friend, every exercise friend, every everything friend, every flea market friend, mobilize. We need to break these chains, folks. A meme on Facebook, if Muslims are so peaceful, why are so many people afraid of them? Afraid to offend them. I apologize. Let me say that again. If Muslims are so peaceful, why are so many people afraid to offend them? If Christians are so dangerous, why is no one afraid to offend them? Folks, Christians need to be fearsome. And fierce, Moulin La Bay. We need to stop being wusses. The Black Robe Regiment needs to rise up. I am one of them. I won't sit silently. I won't stand still. And my aim is true. Join us next time for The Collision of Faith and Politics. And please follow this show at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash The Ninja Pastor. And follow Dr. Sean on Twitter at The Ninja Pastor. And on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash God in Country Radio. And at www. DrSeanGreener.com In the meantime, Dr. Sean will be fighting for you and for this great country. Thank you for joining in this fight.